the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. In steadfast obedience to God's call upon his life, Pastor Rander continues to challenge us with stimulating questions that we must answer if we are to live a committed, God-filled life. We cannot reach our full potential short of giving God, rather than this world, our very best. The only way we can maximize our God-given capacity is to walk by faith at all times and in all things. God's Word tells us that we must look to the hills for help. Where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Thank you for joining us today. As you listen in, you'll want to take notes. So keep pen and paper handy. Be content. Uh, foreclose. Yeah, you will foreclose buying all that stuff. And sometimes you don't need a new car. You just might need your own motor overhaul. You just don't want the car anymore. Amen. Fear that harm will come to your children. That's a real fear. Every time they walk out that door, they're not safe in school. They're not safe anywhere. They're not safe at the daycare. They're not safe anywhere. Things can happen anywhere at any time. Uh, a fear of test anxieties. You, you, you fear tests and you, the anxieties come on. And Not that you haven't prepared, you just, you, you're just scared. Seven, public, fear of public speaking. Uh, I called on Fred. He got on up here. He may have been scared, but he got on up here. <laughs> Public speaking and praying. Number eight, revelation of past forgiven sins. Uh, you've been forgiven and you know some, so that's some folk that know your stuff, even though you've been forgiven and you hope they don't ever surface in your life. But God knows how to keep them at bay. Amen. Uh, fear of abandonment, rejection, fear of going out at night. And, and, and that's something, when you're, the older you get, well, I, it's getting night. Well, you, it, was, it wasn't getting night when you were young. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden it's old, it's night. We know it's still getting night. Look, God took care of you in your foolishness in the night. Now you're walking with God and scared to go out in the night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know what many fear? Persecution for the cause of Christ. That's why you can't put your Bible on the desk. That's why you're scared to bless your food or you bless it in one second. Jesus wept. <laughs> this is you, 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 that's why you can't knock on a door. When we do outreach, knock it on doors, canvassing neighborhoods and so forth. Uh, you you, 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 you want to fit in, but God doesn't call you to fit in. God calls you to a life of separation unto him. Some of you fear death. You don't want to die. You're doing everything to keep from dying. That's why you're exercising and doing all that stuff. Take it. Go on, exercise. Go on, go on. Stretch them up, puff them up. A, vitamin A, B, take every herb under the sun. Goggle, do whatever you're going to do. You're going to die. 
Now, we got the hellfire coming. Now, take care of yourself. This is the temple of God. God wants you to take care of yourself. But as you take care of yourself, remember, as you take care of yourself, barring the rapture, you still going to die. So that's just the way it is. How many of y'all want to go to heaven? Everybody want to go to heaven, but who don't, nobody wants to die. You, you're not going to get there unless a chain, flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of God. All y'all raise your hand. I want to go there. I don't want to die. I don't want to go there. I want old gates of streets of gold. I don't want to die. I want to be my Jesus. I don't want to die. <laughs> we see all this going on. The people that are going on before. They don't, they're not worried about the troubles of this world. They're gone to be with the Lord. <laughs> Let me go on. You see, I'm talking about this fear business. Refuse to allow fear to keep you from fulfilling God's vision or plan for your life. Moses was afraid. Huh? Huh? You talking about I'm slow of speech and I can't do this and all that. Gideon was afraid. Esther, all, many saints. But all of them had to trust God by faith to overcome fears to accomplish their God-given assignments. Some of you have passed up jobs because you're afraid you weren't competent enough. Some of you miss golden moments and golden opportunities because you're afraid. Scared to move, scared to step out of the boat. And God said, I want to bless you, but you got to have a measure of faith to get the blessing. You see, and fear, fear will keep you from your uh, fulfillment of the plan of God that he has for your life. Number four, if we're going to have the best year ever, it is crucial that you have a spirit of discernment. Say discernment, which is the ability to judge righteously, to be filled with spiritual insights in critical decisions. And to have the wisdom to distinguish or discriminate between truth and error. By this definition, we can see that discernment is vital in our lives so that we are not so easily deceived by the schemes, lies, and counterfeits from Satan. I reiterate because that's just such a potent definition. Because we all need discernment if we're going to survive in this devilish world that's bent on entangling us to no end. Discernment, it, it, it is the ability to judge righteously, to be filled with spiritual insights in critical decisions, and to have the wisdom to distinguish or discriminate between truth and error. By this definition, we can see that discernment is vital in our lives so that we are not so easily deceived by the scheme, lies, and counterfeits from the devil. 1 John 4, 1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit. you got to know God, and you got to be full of the Holy Spirit. But test the spirits. There are a lot of demonic spirits out there. And the Holy Spirit will expose them if you walk in the Holy Ghost. Whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. You can't believe everything you see. You can't believe everything you hear. Let me tell you something. Everything that glitters isn't gold. Just because she's cute, man, don't mean she's right for you. You need a woman that's more than cute. You need a saved. 
You need her from the Lord for you. Huh? Same thing, ladies. He's handsome, well-built, curly locks. Listen, he'll drive, he'll drive you crazy. He'll keep his while you, you lose yours. In, in the dating process, you need discernment. What car are you going to buy? Should you drive that same jalopy two more years while you save up more money to not be in debt? Huh? You need discernment as to where you invest your, the Lord's monies in economic hard times. That's right. You need discernment uh, on your job, dealing with a difficult boss. You need discernment as to how to minister to your children, how to minister to a difficult husband, a difficult wife, a difficult sister, a difficult brother, a difficult in-law, a difficult neighbor. You need discernment how to tell somebody, keep your dog from messing on your lot. And leaves blowing in your yard after you've raked them. And you see, I can go on and on and on and on. You need discernment. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have discernment, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. If you're gambling, you don't have discernment. That's right. You don't have discernment. Man, you know how many folks lost money on that Kansas game? Y'all like like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. Knocked out so quick, Vegas already in uproar. But you, you, listen, you foolish, gambling on sports and won't even tithe? You're not discerning. Number five, if you desire to make the most of this year, you must possess a reverential fear of God. Say reverential fear. Sadly, this kind of genuine fear has drastically declined in the Lord's church today to our detriment. The other fear we were talking about previously, that's like being a coward, timid, a spirit of fear that keep you from the plan and God's best for you. That's a fear to your detriment. And that's a that's a fear that wipes you out and leave you with all kinds of losses. But there is a healthy kind of fear, and it's called a reverential fear. Say it again. Say it again. Say it again. I wonder when is the last time you said reverential fear? That's something. It results in attitudes and behavior that are not conducive to a Christian and bring on divine chastening if you don't have no reverential fear. When there is no reverential fear of God, it results in attitudes and behaviors that are not conducive to a Christian and bring on divine chastening from God. No reverential fear of God is displayed by negative body languages in church. Just acting ugly, looking ugly. No reverential fear. Grumbling in church. Wearing attire, clothes that are inappropriate. Bad motives in the church, being hypocritical in the church, refusing to tithe, high church and ministry absenteeism. You either don't come to church or you sign up for ministry and don't show up. Huh? You're doing that right in the face of God. Signed up for ministry fair and haven't done nothing since. No reverential fear. Gossiping, negative undertone whispering in church. Sleeping in church. Best sleep in the church. I'm not, if you're on medication, all y'all not on medication. Now stop lying. 
All y'all not on me and all y'all not praying either. No reverential fear. Playing with babies in church. Leaving trash behind that you made. Or not picking up trash that you didn't drop. Well, that ain't my trash. I ain't going to pick that up. That is no reverential fear either. If you didn't pick it, if you didn't drop it, pick up somebody else's mess to the glory of God. It's the Lord's house. That's right. Still, I'm not just talking. Nobody ought to steal a purse in this church. You leave a wallet anywhere, you ought to, I don't care if it's five days later, you ought to be able to go back and find that wallet in the restroom right where it was. If you find a nickel on the floor, that ain't your nickel. You don't put that in your pocket. That's the Lord's nickel. Turn it in. What y'all looking at me like that for? Y'all ain't saying, why don't y'all say amen? You must have been picking up some nickels around here. You're not saying Amen. <laughs> Where's the reverential fear? Texting in church, bad attitude in church, being mean in church, ugly in church, angry in church, sitting in judgment on the word of God in church. Well, he didn't have to say that. I don't agree with that. He, he didn't have to go there. No, there you go. He's talking about me. Shoe fits, wear it. The spirit's talking about you. Somebody told him. Nobody told me nothing but the Holy Ghost. I'm not in your closet, your restroom, or with your friends. Right. You know, you are, when you're talking right at me, you look right at me. I didn't even see you. The Spirit saw you. Oh, God, help me. Uh, Deuteronomy 2858. You got to turn every one of these. Deuteronomy 28:58. When you find it, say amen. And we've been studying those books of the Bible. Y'all ought to, come on, get there now. Now, if you've got computers and gadgets, you'll never learn the book. Just touching the button and hitting it. Okay? If you do not carefully observe all the words of this law that are written in this book. What book? I didn't say the comic book. I didn't say Jet, A Better House and Garden. I didn't say Essence Magazine. I didn't say Oprah magazine, huh? In this book that you may fear this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God. You know, you feel the name of God. If you fear the name of God, then you won't use the name of Jesus casually, nonchalantly, irreverently. When you say Jesus, when you say God, when you say Holy Ghost, there ought to be a reverential fear about that name. Jeremiah 2.19. Jeremiah 2.19. Where is the reverential fear? Jeremiah 2.19 says, your own wickedness will correct you. Ooh, that's deep. You can get so wicked until you get whipped by your own wickedness. And your backsliding will rebuke you. You get so far off in your backsliding condition until God rebukes you in that condition. With the same sins you backslid with. God can use your sins to wipe. Okay, that's what you want. You want to be, you, you, you won't put that alcohol down? All right, I'll let it kill you. Huh? Or I'll let it make you so sick until you just... Think about alcohol and you run from it. Huh? 
uh, uh, it says, uh, know therefore and see that it is an evil and bitter thing that you have forsaken the Lord your God and the fear of me is not in you. Underline that. Underline that. And the fear of me, God, is not in you, says the Lord of hosts. I got a question for you. Where is your reverential fear of Almighty God? Jeremiah 5.22a says, I love this verse. You say you love them all. That's the truth. Jeremiah 5.22a says, do you not fear me, says the Lord? Will you not tremble at my presence? You know, you really stiff neck, hard up, and callous when you could just stiff arm the word of God. You can know what it says, but you willfully, you don't say what you're not going to do, but your actions carry through. You see? You say, do, do you not fear me, says the Lord? Will you not tremble at my presence? I want y'all to hear me well. Hear my heart. What frightens me the most in the Lord's church is the loss of reverential fear in the house of God. Some, you got preachers cussing in the pulpit. You got folk, homosexual musicians. You got players in the church, pimps in the church. And everybody calling them having church and it ain't a church. Huh? Where's the fear? Huh? And if the word of God is not being preached properly, the people will not have a heightened sense of reverential fear of him because there is no vision. There is no divine revelation from God. Oh, God help me. What frightens me is a loss of reverential fear in the house of God. When one has reverential fear of God, it will manifest itself with respect toward God. It will manifest itself with godly behavior, attitude that blesses God, a spirit of submission, spirit of humility. Uh, when you have a reverential fear of God, it is, you will strip yourself and be at odd with God as you come into his presence. I mean, you, just, you have a, over sense of, a, a tremendous sense of awe. Because of being in his presence. Worship is not a routine. It's an experience that you have with God. Uh, number six, to have the best year ever is to cultivate a life of worship. To have the best year ever is to cultivate a life of worship. Just jot these down for the sake of time. Uh, Psalms 29.2 says, give unto the Lord the glory do his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of his holiness. Psalms 95, 6 says, oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. You know what worship is? Here come another definition at you. Oh, come on, definitions. Worship is a lifestyle. As I daily surrender my entire body and inner being to Christ alone. Did y'all get that? Worship is a what? Is a what? As I daily surrender my entire body and inner being to Christ alone. Worship is an expression of our inner relationship with God. 
and, and dependence upon him. It is a sacred and holy communion with God that transcends normal human activity as we intensely engage in giving the Lord praise and adoration and exaltation, reverence and honor. Worship not only blesses God, worship blesses me. Now, I, I, that was so much came at you. You say, Pastor, slow down. I got to jot it down. Okay, I'll give you a, a moment. Worship is a lifestyle. As I daily surrender my entire body huh, and inner being to Christ alone. Worship is an expression of our inner relationship with God and dependence upon him. That's worship. It is a sacred and holy communion with God that transcends normal human activity as we intensely engage in giving the Lord praise, adoration, exaltation, reverence, and honor. Worship not only blesses God, it blesses me. I'm going to tell you something about worship. One cannot genuinely worship God until he has had a personal encounter with God. You can't worship until you've had a personal encounter with God. When a man or woman is unresponsive to the things of God, he or she is either lost and does not know Christ, or they're either backslidden or in spiritual regression. A sure sign that you have been born again is that there is an inner longing to worship God. You want to worship him. Matter of fact, God ushers you into worship and you look around, you say, man, I'm enjoying God in this house. Huh? A sure sign of worship is you, 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 a sure sign that you've been born again is that there's an inner longing to worship God. It is not restricted to corporate worship on Sunday in the house of God, but rather it is a lifestyle as I totally yield myself in obedience to Christ alone. I reiterate that part of it. It is a lifestyle as I totally yield myself in obedience to to Jesus Christ. I'm to worship God. This is just a, a small segment of worship. Listen, you worship while you at home. You worship on your way to church. You worship at church. You worship on your way home. You worship as you eat. You worship as you cut the lawn. You worship as you shop. You worship, huh? You worship, because if you're worshiping as you shop, you won't break yourself. Huh? You worship self. You live out there. Broke. You see, worship. Let me show you something. Y'all hanging with me? Oh, Holy Ghost, help me. Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 through 22. I'm going to just pick a few insights out of here. Just, I, I just love the word of God. It's so delicious. Genesis chapter 28, verses 10 through 22. We're going to see some worship in this verse, in these verses. Now, Jacob went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun has set. It was getting dark. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. Don't ever talk about your pillar again. Okay? A stone for a pillar. So now, okay, what kind of pillar you have is not a stone. Verse 12. Then he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth, and it, its top reached to heaven, and there the angels of God was as, look, they were ascending and what? Descending on it. What a dream. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, 
I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac, the land on which you lie, I will give you, give to you and your descendants. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the east, to the west and to the east, to the north and the south. And in you, Jacob, and in your seed, it's your posterity, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Joseph was having a heavenly dream. Right, let me stop. Let's just, let me just say something right here, too. Some of y'all have too many demonic dreams. You're having too many d- demonic dreams because you've eaten too much before you go to sleep. Okay? All right. And others of you are having bad dreams because you, you go to sleep with the TV on. Huh? And, and, and it's habitually, you, you, you wake up with it, you, and then, the, then the, you may be looking at something healthy, but it changes, and all of a sudden, your stuff is going into your psyche as you're asleep, you know, because the state, the things have changed, and it's all demonic as you're asleep. I, I, that's just a side point, didn't have nothing to do with this, but, but it was talking about sleep, you know, so I just wanted to just go there anyway, somebody needed that. Now, let me get back in. That was a diversion. Now, come on. Verse 15. Behold, I am with you, Jacob, and will keep you wherever you go. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that a promise? I'll keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. That's awesome. Now, look here. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, surely the Lord is in this place. And I did not know it. Let me stop right there. You know the Lord can be moving in this place and you don't even know it. <laughs> God speaking all over the place, folk getting healed, folk getting revived, folk getting saved, and you sitting there as a grump on a stump. You don't, you don't sense the presence of God. I mean, you're not experiencing God. God is moving. God is building, building breakthroughs. Lives are being changed. Folk are being transformed. Folk getting baptized. All kinds of things happening. And you don't even know it. Scripture tells us that in order to live according to God's plan for our lives, we must be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Know that our labor is not in vain in the Lord. It also tells us that we must forget our past and look toward those things that are ahead. In addition to the gift of a brand new year, God has given us the gifts of keeping the past where it belongs and looking to the present and the future, doing new things in him that shall spring forth. Isn't that good news? If you enjoyed this message and would like to hear more teachings by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.